Good morning, goddesses. This is Shannon, and I'm your host, and this is the Goddess Morning Show podcast, where you can tune in every morning for a 20-minute episode to start your day with updates on things that matter to a community of awake and conscious individuals who seek the divine feminine in all we do. We sift through all of the copious amounts of information on the internet to bring you news and information on the things that matter. Tune in to hear about environmental news and book releases, interviews with thought leaders influencing the awakening of humanity, the moon phases, planetary positions, crystals, herbal and holistic health, guidance on green living, just to name a few. Please remember to subscribe and leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to now. Be blessed. Namaste. This episode of the Goddess Morning Show is brought to you by From Ashes We Rise To.com, where you can get wellness coaching using holistic methods of healing, purchase our handcrafted, custom blended, organic, non GMO herbal teas that are crafted with love, and also order hand poured soy candles infused with love and pure essential oils and herbs to heal using aromatherapy. Visit our website at fromasheswerise2.com. That's fromasheswerise with the number 2.com to read more about these products and services. Have a blessed day. Good morning, goddesses and gods alike. Today is January 24th, 2020. And I am Shannon, your host, and you're listening to the Goddess Morning Show. We are combing the internet to read articles that apply to those who follow the divine feminine so that you can have a small dose of the information you care about most to listen to each morning to start your day out with awareness and positive vibes while you exercise, drive to work, feed the children, or whatever it is you do to start your day. First up today, let's talk about the new the new moon. Today is the new moon, and the planets are as follows. The sun is in Aquarius, moon is in Capricorn, Mercury in Aquarius, Venus in Pisces, Mars is in Sagittarius, Jupiter is in Capricorn, Saturn is in Capricorn, Uranus is in Taurus, Neptune in Pisces, Pluto in Capricorn, and Chiron in Aries. All right, so moving into the topic of the environment, we have an article by a biologist who believes that trees speak a language we can learn. But first, we must rethink the relationship between language and communication. And if you're like me, most of us are like, well, duh, trees can talk. But apparently, biologists are just now figuring this out. But this tale is brought to you by these trees, is what the article tagline says. But also by the author Efrat, E-P-H-R-A-T, Livni, L-I-V-N-I. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And he says, I'm in a redwood forest in Santa Cruz, California, taking dictation for the trees outside my cabin. They speak constantly, even if quietly, communicating above and underground using sound, sense, 
signals, and vibes. They're naturally networking, connected with everything that exists, including you. Biologists, ecologists, foresters, and naturalists increasingly argue that trees speak and that humans can learn to hear this language. Many people struggle with this concept because they can't perceive that trees are interconnected, argues biologist George David Haskell in his 2017 book, The Songs of Trees. Connection in a network, Haskell says, necessitates communication and breeds languages. Understanding that nature is a network is the first step in hearing trees talk. Peter Wolben, Wolben, I know I'm mispronouncing that, it's W-O-H-L-L-E-B-E-N, came to a similar realization while working his job managing an ancient birch forest in Germany. He told The Guardian he started noticing trees had complex social lives after stumbling upon an old stump still living after about 500 years with no leaves. Every living being needs nutrition, he says. The only explanation was that it was supported by the neighbor trees via a root system with a sugar solution. As a forester, I learned that trees are competitors that struggle against each other for light, for space, and there I saw that it's just the opposite. Trees are very interested in keeping every member of this community alive. He believes that they, like humans, have family lives in addition to relationships with other species. The discovery led him to write a book, The Hidden Life of Trees. I love this story. That absolutely just warms my heart to see that science is finally catching up to what the rest of us understood when our parents and grandparents started hugging trees. Of course they speak. So anyway, moving on, we have How to Charge Crystals and Set Your Intentions When You Meditate with Them by Nina Khan. Charging your crystals is easier than you'd think, but before attempting to program any crystals with your personal intentions, you'll want to know how to cleanse them first. So she goes on to talk about a little bit of a cleansing, and then the number one way or tip to charge them or set set your intention into them is to program an intention into your crystal using meditation. Using crystal meditation is a great way to get in touch with the energy of your stone and channel your personal intentions into it so you can start using it to your advantage. And she says, I begin by getting into a meditative state while holding the crystal in my hands. Once I feel tapped in, I focus on the intent I'm hoping to infuse the crystal with into my hands and then visualize the crystal absorbing the energy of my thoughts. Okay, and then the second way is to use a ritual to give your crystal a job. Crystal rituals can be a very effective way to work with their energies and can also be an effective way to program them. Uh, She shares another ritual for programming a crystal with a job to do by spending a few moments connecting with its energy. It's time to give your crystal its job. After you've identified what you want, say out loud, I program this crystal for blank. Fill in the blank with your specific intention. 
She recommends repeating it aloud three times as the number three represents taking action. Once you've said your intention out loud, you can thank your crystal and either place it in your space or carry it with you. And then the third way to charge your crystal using your chakras. Your chakras are energy centers on your spiritual body that are believed to correspond with different areas of your life, body parts, and emotional states. Different colored crystals often correspond to different chakras, and using the energy of your own chakra to program your crystals can be super helpful. All right, and the fourth way to ask your crystal to share its energy with you. And I love this because I recently just for some reason started doing this and I have never really formally asked my crystal. I I was one of those people that just kind of took it for granted that my crystal wanted to work with me. And so I had never done this and I felt amazing results. It was absolutely unbelievable. I just recently wrote about that in my blog and here it is showing up in this article. So as mentioned, each crystal has a different unique energy. Some crystals are great for stress relief and relaxation, while others can help energize you and build confidence. Sometimes your intention for a crystal may be simply to use it for exactly what it has to offer, unadulterated. In those cases, connect with your crystal through meditation and ask it to share its helpful energetic qualities with you. You need to ask your crystals to perform their functions and help you in making your intentions manifest in your reality, she explains. And moving on to yoga as our topic, we have an article titled Yoga Do's and Don'ts for Head, Neck, and Jaw Pain by Amber Burke from Yoga International. It says yoga practiced with attention to head and neck alignment as detailed in the dues below may help ameliorate postural problems and resultant muscle tension and never nerve I'm sorry nerve compression that can be factors in tension headaches neck pain and TMD however there are a few yoga don'ts that you should also know about that could make symptoms worse so first, the yoga do's are basically, since the alignment of the shoulders and neck can be hard to see, it's recommended that you enlist a teacher or partner to help you with the first two do's. So the first one is align your shoulders. Okay, the second is to align your neck. The third unclench your jaw. The fourth, close your eyes. Okay, so the don'ts include don't bow frequently or excessively. Don't put your head or neck on a blanket. Don't use just one blanket if you can't maintain your cervical neck curve. Do use two or more blankets and fold your mat over them to provide more traction. Don't move the neck into sudden and extreme tension. Don't rotate your neck to a degree of strain, and avoid headstands. Okay, so Carly Pierce shares the mantra, 
she uses to cope with social media trolls. In this article, she says it's not about a number on a scale. It's not about any of that. By And it's an article by Christina Oehler, O-E-H-L-E-R. It says, country singer Carly Pierce has made a career out of writing songs that tackle her own breakups and heartbreaks. And the 29-year-old singer relies on a powerful personal mantra to keep herself strong when relationships and other issues start wearing on her. And she says, the mantra that I feel like has influenced me in a huge way is, there is beauty in vulnerability. Pierce tells health. And I don't know if I heard that somewhere or it's just my interpretation of so much that's happened to me in the past few years. Okay, moving on, we have Herbal Nourishment for Winter, posted by Megan Visser on January 16th of this year. She says, when choosing herbs for your daily infusions, you can select nutritive herbs such as alfalfa, straw, chickweed, aerial part, I'm sorry, chickweed, aerial parts, dandelion leaf, nettle leaf, violet leaf, and various seaweeds. When consumed as infusions, the nutrients from these plants become readily available to the body. During the winter months, we tend to get more protein and starch in our diets, particularly if we eat seasonally. So these nourishing herbal infusions can help fill the gaps in our diets when consumed regularly. While cold weather veggies do contain vitamins and minerals, as do meat and dairy, it's not quite the same as the amount of nutrients we get from the leafy greens and brightly colored veggies we eat during the warmer months of the year. Nutritive herbs are often a fit for everyone regardless of age. They are quite safe, so dosage isn't something you have to be overly concerned about and water helps extract the vitamins and minerals from these herbs, making herbal infusions the perfect preparation for these types of herbs. With that said, it's always wise to research the safety and dosage of a new herb and to test it for potential allergy prior to using it. So I'm just going to read them again one more time because they're broken up in a way with their, um, their genus name as well. And... Um, they were kind of difficult to read. So alfalfa straw, chickweed aerial parts, dandelion leaf, nettle leaf, violet leaf, and various seaweeds are the ones that they recommend. Okay, from ancientorigins.net, we have our goddess for the day, and she is Frigg, or Frigga, which means beloved in Old Norse. And she is a goddess found in Norse mythology as the wife of Odin and the mother of Baldur. She is the queen of the Aesir. This deity was worshipped as a sky goddess and is believed to be responsible for weaving the clouds. Additionally, the Norse believed that she had the power of prophecy and was in charge of weaving the fates. Love and marriage were also in this domain and this powerful goddess as an interesting aside the English weekday name Friday is etymologically derived from the name of this goddess. Although possibly the most important goddess of the Aesir, little is said about her in the surviving primary sources on Norse mythology. 
Moreover, she is not an entirely unique goddess as she shares a number of attributes with Freya, a goddess of the Vanir. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. It's V-A-N-I-R. Vanir, Vanir, Vanir. Both, for example, are associated with love and marriage. Both are also speculated to have evolved from an earlier Germanic goddess known as Freya. Or Freja. Probably Freja. It's F-R-I-J-A. Experimental. Okay, so the next article is Experimental Net Positive Energy Development in India is a Prototype for Future Sustainable Housing. This article is written by Nicole Jewell. It says, communities around the globe are struggling to find feasible options for affordable and sustainable housing to meet the needs of growing urban populations. Now, one forward-thinking firm, Oroville Design Consultants, is leading the charge with Humanscapes, an 18,000-square-foot net-positive energy experimental housing complex loaded, located in Oroville, India. Designed to house up to 500, 500 residents, the sustainable housing complex will be studied for years to come in order to create a future model of sustainable living. I love that. That is such a great idea. wish they would put that into experiment in the United States. Okay. So, moving on, we have 11 metaphysical quotes that can get you motivated for work. It says, ever wonder why you're doing all this work in the first place? Look to the masters from years gone by and a few modern sages for a little perspective. And this article was written by John Boytnot. The first uh, quote to get you motivated for work is that it's not the events of our lives that shape us, but our beliefs as to what those events mean by Tony Robbins. The second quote is, From the standpoint of daily life, however, there is one thing we do know, that we are all here for the sake of each other, above all for those upon whose smile and well-being our own happiness depends, and also for the countless unknown souls with whose fate we are connected by a bond of sympathy. And I love that one. And it's by none other than Albert Einstein. The third quote is, It has been said that we find our significance by working through difficulty, not by cringing in its presence. Whenever fear presents itself, it should be met, analyzed, and if possible, intelligently eliminated. If we cannot perform some intelligent activity when confronted with fear, then we should do something foolish, but action is imperative. I love that. By Dr. Thurman Fleet. Okay. The fourth quote is, Doing what you love is the cornerstone of having abundance in your life. By Wayne Dyer. Number five is, For every outside, there is an inside. And for every inside, there is an outside. And although they are different, they go together by Alan Watts. I love his stuff on YouTube. Very interesting. I watch his videos. It's not really his videos, but it's videos of him. So if you haven't ever listened to Alan Watts, I highly recommend just 
checking it out just for none other than curiosity. He was a British philosopher. Okay. Number six, the quote is, if things do not turn out as we wish, we should wish for them as they turn out. And that, this guy that said that is going to surprise you. Maybe it won't. It surprised me. It's from Aristotle. Okay. The seventh quote says, there are no boundaries in the universe. Boundaries are illusions, products not of reality, but of the way we map and edit reality. And while it is fine to map out the territory, it is fatal to confuse the two. And that was said by Ken Wilbur. And the eighth quote is, the universe is not outside of you. Look inside of yourself. Everything that you want, you already are. And I am a full believer in that philosophy. That is totally my, that is my jam right there. And it is from Jala Luden Rumi. Yeah, Jala Luden Rumi. He was a Persian poet. The ninth quote is, once you make a decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. And I think a lot of us have heard that quote. It's by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Okay. And then the 10th quote is, attention is very much like searchlight. And it should be mounted in such a way that it can be trained on any subject freely. And that was said by Eknath Iswaran. And he's an author. I believe it's a he. It might be a, a she. I'm sorry. And the last quote we have is to know that we do, to know that we know what we know, and to know that we do not know what we do not know. That is true knowledge. Oh man, I love that. And that is by Nicholas Copernicus. All right, this wraps up today's episode of The Goddess Morning Show. I have been very blessed to be with you today, and I wish you a wonderful rest of your day, wherever you may be, doing whatever you may be doing, with whomever you may be doing it with. I uh, send love and light out to all of you. Namaste. Blessed be.